Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, over Skype, but not for long. But not for that much longer. Uh, by my lovely, wonderful, handsome, patient co-host, Alexander Holt. Say hello. Hello. Also, you're equally as patient. It's uh, one of those weeks where we both fucked up, so... <laughs> We will get into it, I bet. Uh, this is every album ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every single album. Bye. Death Angel. Dark We're, Angel, uh, what the fuck is uh, wrong with you? <laughs> My <the> notes. <laughs> My notes. Death Angel is a very specific band that I, I don't like <laughs> that much, but, but Dark Angel, by the way, this is our fourth gene hoagland episode we have done i was gonna say that we're we're the most gene hoagland podcasts ever after this episode dude four we've done four whole episodes on bands with gene hoagland and obviously anybody who's here knows metal or should know metal and knows gene hoagland is one of the most prolific and legendary metal drummers of all time um first episode we did with him death episode 23 then we did strapping young lad I believe that was episode 46. I really should have double checked. I didn't double check because I'm, <laughs> I'm really stupid. Uh, when I say 46, episode 46, Dropping Young Lad, please give that episode some love. That band is so fucking underrated. And then uh, most recently, we did episode 75. That was Death Clock with our buddy Daniel. Uh, and now we're finally with Dark Angel. Uh, this, I- is my, this is my introduction to, to Gene Hoagland when I was a, a youth. Interesting. Um- I love that we've done all the main Gene Hoagland bands, but we've left some heavy hitters on the table. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if this was... No, I probably heard Death before I heard Dark Angel. Um, I, I, think I've heard, I think I actually did listen to Dark Angel first, and I'll explain why when we get into more of the albums. But before we get into any of that, if you want to help us and support us, please subscribe. YouTube.com slash every album ever. Leave comments, talk shit, do what you guys do. You do what you do, okay? It's all good. I'm not bitter. Uh, uh, you know, subscribe, fucking leave reviews. Five-star rating. Anything you want. Uh, Apple Podcast. I'm getting all tongue-tied. Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, you can follow me at PanderMonkey on Instagram and Alex at MotherPuncture. And be sure to check the description for a Spotify playlist on Dark Angel. We got Spotify playlists associated with every other episode. For the most part, you can find them all at everyalbumever.com, as well as links to merch, yada, yada, yada. Patreon.com slash everyalbumever for you know bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, discounts off merch and most importantly you can jump the line for all tier two patrons you can jump the line when you're requesting an artist for us we have a million million billion suggestions uh we're trying to get to as many as we possibly can obviously we do one a week so it's not that many but if you can't wait and you're dying for us to talk about it you can jump the line uh and i think that's it for plugs so alex yes dark angel do you have any prior history very little uh before this i heard time does not heal and that was it that was it uh that was it um i feel like this is a band like for people who love thrash metal this is a thrash band and yes uh, yeah i've not really spoken to you about thrash that much and as much as we talk about metal on this and then you know off off camera also uh you're not a big thrash guy, are you? 
No, I thought I was. I thought I was when I was younger, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's it's all kind of samey to me. And I know it can I know people. Yeah, I know people. I probably like genres of music that are samey to other people's ears. Stoner but, metal, um, <laughs> stoner metal, stoner metal, stoner metal. Yeah, old, older golden age hip hop. Yeah, that's uh. So yeah, it's uh you know person by person basis, but uh for the most part, I just think it's uh kind of samey. But when I started listening to metal, I thought I was the thrash guy. Yeah, and I was. Then, uh, yeah, go ahead, keep going. And then stoner metal, sludge metal came and was like, hold up, wait yep. a minute, stole your heart. Yeah, uh, I was a big thrash guy when I was a teenager. Big thrash guy. So like the reason why I was so big into thrash is because everyone, yeah, we all know this. I like punk, but like I came. I was big into hardcore punk and obviously, and then I, I went like super, super duper obscure into hardcore punk until I couldn't find any other guy. Like, I, I lifted rocks to find hardcore bands, lifted rocks in Belgium. Like find to, I went to the most obscure countries and found the most obscure shit until I was like, basically I hit a wall. And then little by little, people would be like, why don't you, throw, why don't you listen to a little bit of this band, a little bit of this. And it kept, it kept kind of getting more and more metal. And the crossover is literally a crossover. Like the crossover genre rather is literally a crossover between punk and thrash so obviously you know dri came in and fucking cryptic slaughter and then it would inch more and more toward metal and one of those bands was dark angel one of those crossover bands for me was like hey you like punk a lot here's this metal band that has a lot of punk sensibilities in a lot of ways i know you like fast music Mm -hmm. so this was like one of the one of the bands that got me into more thrash into more metal overall also, I'm glad you brought up Cryptic Slaughter because I don't know when we would bring that up again. Yeah. But uh, I forget when it came up in conversation, and I was just like, "By any chance, like no one, no one's heard of Cryptic Slaughter." It's so some, like, yeah, some nerds listen to this might, I hope, but overall, they're not that popular. <laughs> no, yeah, they're pretty obscure. But I, I remember that being one of the like more weirder bands. Very, I was searching out for when yeah. I was like getting into music. They were one of the like when you when you're a speed freak and you just want something faster and faster and faster. Cryptic Slaughter was like, oh, this is fast. <laughs> this is really oh, fast. It, yeah, yeah. It uh, it does the job if you're a uh, young teenage boy. That's the funny thing about bands like that, and then you compare it with traditional death metal or even you know some types of black metal where like technically blasting and the stuff you hear in death metal is like the drums are faster they're doing technically faster things if you want to you know sort of categories like that but it just seemed faster the stuff that dark angel and convict slaughter were doing because it was like it like it was so fast that it was just shy of blasting it wasn't blasting it was just a one-two beat crank the like times five like if you you hit times five time five times five speed jesus christ can't talk like it still just registered as fast even though it technically kind of wasn't yeah it's also very interesting um hearing early gene hoagland i believe one of his nicknames is like the human metronome Mm. and you know in like uh death clock or strapping young lad he is very mechanical and this is like you know there's some there's some errors which is kind of refreshing yeah it is chaotic i still think he's damn near flawless at least where where he's i have very 
a very hard time finding any problems with Gene Hoagland, period. Because it's just like, if you're going this, I, I, I have nothing, I have no problems with it. I found no error, honestly. Like listening to these albums, I found on his part, no error. I love sure. Gene Hoagland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He deserves all the acclaim. But it is chaotic. It is way more chaotic than we're used to hearing from him. Uh, he's like his double pedaling is still really crazy fast here, but it's not like what we would hear with, with death later on where it's just, it seems inhuman. Um, but I don't know. That's why, that's why it feels, I can't say it feels punky. It doesn't feel punky, but it has that in common with it. Like the, the rawness of it. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting thrash brand. It is a thrash, a thrashiest of thrash brands. It's so, I haven't done like a deep dive on it, but like they're from Downey, which is a suburb of Los Angeles. And I just think like California, oh boy, I just think Downey's a weird place. It's just, I don't know how to describe it to without going into a whole thing. And even then it probably wouldn't make sense, but it's weird to me, but. It's kind of like it has this, you know, little history with music. Yeah. Metallica also from there. The old James Hetfield um, was born there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's kind of weird to have this like uh, and then like the guys in Slayer are like, you know, right next door in uh, yeah. Long Beach. Well, they're like Bell uh, Gardens, right? Slayer, uh, yeah, because literally Tom Araya, there's a mural of Tom Araya in Bell Bell High School. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. It's like the Bay Area and Downey, California, which are very far apart from each other. So very it's far. Just, well, yeah. Well, you know, obviously James Hetfield and Talga relocated to Bay Area, so there's a little bit of crossover there. I mm-hmm. think my my brother was born in Downey, actually. Like, I mean, not that he's like a famous musician, but it's just another thing. Like, it's not that far from here. So I've, I've been to Downey. I've spent time in Downey. It's like, eh, it's just a fucking town. I mean, it's, just it's, nothing, it's not interesting to me. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's pretty unremarkable. But like the people there are fucking weird. Having like had a friend who went to high school there and would like go and and hang out there sometimes like the kids in Downey are fucking weird. <laughs> please be more vague alex we don't we don't we don't want any clarification no they're this they're like i don't know they felt they felt like more more aggro like less sheltered than uh the uh you know san gabriel valley so okay if you're comparing any part of la to san gabriel valley that's they're true. all gonna they're, yeah san gabriel valley that's is, true actually i would say san gabriel is the more sheltered of all of la like it we're is. all fucking it really nuts is. yeah i was a fucking maniac when i was a teenager yeah, yeah for sure but uh we might as well get into it they don't need the very short yep. discography uh yeah and i i've told this to alex like a not you know like a week ago Dark Angel was a band. I really thought they had more albums. I thought they were around longer. I thought they were a bigger part of Gene Hoagland's life, but he moved on from them pretty quickly. <laughs> like literally like four albums. Yeah. Well, th- technically three, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into That's it. That's right. So yeah, Dark Angel had, yeah, like we said, four albums. First albums released in 1985, last one, 1991. And if you're ready, Alex, I am ready. Hell yeah. So here we are. This is a uh, crap. Where am I at? This is uh 1985's. We have arrived. Mm-hmm. 
those are those are rough sounding bass drums there. <laughs> those are rough sounding drums. I'd say, uh, you know, just a rough r- recording in general. Yeah. And this is uh, drummer Jack Swartz. Yep. Also known as not quite Gene Hoagland yet, but he would eventually grow into Gene Hoagland later on. <laughs> Yeah, this is 85, but this this is a... Uh, it's not uncommon for 85 for thrash to sound like this, but it, this is early thrash. This is, like, a lot of early thrash sounds like this in this record. Yeah, this is, like, up there with, you know, like, Show No Mercy, Air Slayer, which was a couple years before. I don't mind this song. So, yeah. It's not a bad song. Some of those, like, punk, punk drumming you're talking about. One, two right beat, there. the one, two beat. Yep. God damn those vocals. I get, yeah, again, the, uh, the vocals, very similar to, like, earlier Slayer, and that is, uh, Don. Wait, wait. Dude. Dude. Oh boy, I I cannot. I cannot with this. I'm sorry. But so continue your thoughts. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it's not the worst thrash album in the no. world, but uh in the terms of the discography, worst least favorite. Are you fucking kidding me, Alex? Are you kidding me? No, no, I like <laughs> I guess I should have preference like preference. I'm not not a huge fan of this band after after going through this. So here's here's the thing, buddy. As I was like What's talking up? about how they, they they really got me and they helped get me into metal. Going through the discography this time, I'm not that big a fan either, man. <laughs> like it, it wore on me. It wore me pretty bad. And when I when I because I heard I heard all these albums except actually the only album I didn't hear was the one that you, the only album you heard. That was the only album I hadn't yeah. heard. So going back, I, I remember this album. Uh, I heard it a couple times when I was younger, and I was like, "It's fine." It's like you know, things. I was also really used to hearing early rough thrash. I listened to a lot of shitty thrash, like mm-hmm. Razor and fucking. I don't even. I mean, no one listens to Razor. Don't listen to Razor. But <laughs> so this didn't seem that bad. But going back now, it's like, man, this is like those vocals. The this this is their first singer, Don Doty. Uh, he's not great. Like he's. It's like. It's again. It's the early thrash style, like you know, Kill 'Em All era Metallica, where it's like semi song with those really tacky ah! at, the, at the end of every phrase it's like mm-hmm. you don't gotta throw it at every the end of every phrase it's like it's fucking like all right dude like jesus christ and the drums i mean it's not gene and it fucking shows like they're it's they're pretty rough and they're rough in some areas more than others but it, you know it's like fairly basic the the tempo is really you know kind of up and down like you think it's gonna speed up and it kind of feels like you know, it's like i thought it was gonna go faster there but it's like a lot of that where it just feels uneven uh i i it's not great i'll give you that it's not great it's yeah it's uh yeah like i said i feel like you know this uh i don't think there's any except maybe punk there is not really any crossover with this band there's no like oh maybe i could play this song for someone else which is fine but um i this 
Yeah, out of everything they have, I think I think they do like get get better after this. They no one million percent they get better after yeah. this. But like, so this I, I would say this is if I were to heard this if if I was just coming off a of hardcore punk and someone showed me this I'd be like go fuck yourself this sucks <laughs> like this is not punk this has nothing to do with like this is like this is really I mean I just keep saying early thrash but that's really what is it because it's such a distinct style and I don't mean just because of a like the vocal approach or uh you know just the one two beat being used ad nauseum but it's like a mm-hmm. it's a type of riff that they that this era of thrash used a lot i wrote it down somewhere so it's like it's the same kind of rip uh like you hear it with like early exodus not that early exodus is bad but like this era where it's like uh they'll start with one note and they'll go a half step up and then from there they'll go a step and a half down that made it that made sound like jargon when i'm saying it but when you hear it it is very much oh it's like they all sound like that uh this whole album it's basically that except for two tracks and those tracks what? merciless death yes. and welcome to the slaughterhouse the two tracks that made me not give this worst merciless death is a standout and then it's funny i like marked it as a standout and then they the mo- re re-recorded, re-recorded it, yeah. it but it's the most, sh- i think it's the most the most famous song i'm pretty sure interesting that is a good song the the bass intro is cool uh i wrote you know i was getting like early slayer vibes yeah and uh i i said uh a nice little bass intro that you can't mistaken for slayer no because slayer doesn't have a bass player no they have a (laughs) (laughs) they have a bass guitar player that's more guitar than bass but i do like it i just well i don't know you can hear the bass in postmortem and the song and then that's it yeah (laughs) no uh, i know this i gotta get a little little Uh, jab in there uh episode 30 we did slayer uh that was so long ago and thinking about it now but uh and, and like okay and another thing another hallmark of early thrash which they of course gotta do here uh no tomorrow it sounds like a complete rip of hit the lights from metallica it's like as classic thrash as it gets with like it's just sped up heavy metal essentially interesting i also put that down for one of my standout tracks there's like there's some guitar playing towards the end where i don't know if it's considered a solo or an outro but i do do enjoy uh the guitar playing towards the end of no tomorrow the only the only thing I took away from the guitar playing here is like uh this is the only album I think that they kind of use the traditional wank off thrash solos. Yeah. Because right here, not to give too much of a spoiler, but here they're at a reasonable speed. They yeah, quickly <laughs> like it eventually it becomes like a like if you're gonna a slayer situation where you're gonna if you're gonna do a solo, you're gonna be it's gonna be fucking unhinged so here it's like it's all very it's i don't know i can't say accessible or easy to listen to because i don't think it's that great but it is it's not like ear piercing except for the occasional whale from don doty no it's uh it's uh if anyone is like getting their their metal education through us it is by far way more listenable than like your black metal your death metal oh yeah um I don't think sure. Yeah, it's still I'd still say it's a huge barrier uh, to to entry for I would not recommend a newcomer to start with 
If you're if you if you if you're curious about thrash, even like don't don't start here. Start with yeah. No, this is Exodus like, talk or something. This is purely like if you need to know the history of metal, if you need to know like the history of Dark Angel or like Los Angeles music scene, sure, come yeah. here. And um, even then, just listen to Welcome to the, to the Slaughterhouse because we get a better version of Merciless Death later. Uh, and you uh, know, I still think that song is pretty good. Because I don't know when I'm going to talk about it. It uh, Slaughterhouse has like that chainsaw. I don't know if anyone's heard oh, right. Jackal. Jackal's the lumberjack. Jackal with a Y. Jackal with a Y. <laughs> the lumberjack. They play the chainsaw like a guitar. It's a chainsaw I, solo, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I think, uh, I, think the ch- I think the chainsaw solo would have made uh, Slaughterhouse just a, a tad better. Just uh, a tad better. Why wouldn't it, Alex? <laughs> Mick Gordon from the Doom soundtracks does it. Why can't everyone else? Yeah, I looked up footage of Jackal doing it live. Like it's I hilarious. The, I paused the album to look up footage of them doing it. That's live, hilarious. So. Jesus Christ. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. I will say, like, Vendetta is like that's where I noticed some of the playing was like kind of rough. Uh, rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as well it is as rough. Pro- it is rough. I mean, it's yeah. not. I mean, it's like it's not the worst, but again, like it, it's actually more impressive listening to this album and then listening to anything after anything after this album. It's like holy oh, shit! Immediate. Immediately um, after, We're, we'll talk yeah. about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, Let's- I, I get, I get this being worse. And honestly, like I, I in my head, I was like. Maybe this is objectively the worst. I can handle listening to it, but maybe it's but maybe it's just the worst. But then I went back to it and I was like, Welcome to Solar House's rules. Merciless Death is still pretty badass, and the rest of it doesn't offend me. Like that's why like mm-hmm. I, I can't give it worse. I just can't. But I like Alex that did. there's I like that there's gonna be something later on that offends you. I'm so interested yes, to see there what that is, is. Alex, and I'm blown away <laughs> that you can't fucking call it. Oh my god. Um in my head. Okay, don't say anything. But I I'm, I'm going to guess that you're going to have some issues with leave scars and then I'll, I'll find out. I'm just throwing we'll it out there. We'll see. We'll see if I'm correct. But until then, where are we at now? We're on to the next album. This is the, the entry entry point of, of, Hoagland. of Hoagland. This is where the drums start getting cool. OK, this is very yes. different. This is 1986's Darkness Descends. This one's gonna take a, a second to start up. This is quite the intro. It is real interesting sounding. It sounds, when it gets started, it sounds like mud. Oh, those double pedals. Oh, oh. The double pedals with the bass, it's like just churching through mud. This is a. Oh, I love this intro. I love this intro. Oh, this is a fucking. This is all chaos. But that riff, you can hear that riff just slicing through. That's that's the buzz saw in the mud. There's the the one double pedal beat from Metallica years before Metallica did it. 
Yep. And then, you know, according to legend, maybe Gene Hoagland taught Lombardo how to play double bass. So, um, of course he would. Interesting. I'm playing this whole intro because when the song kicks in, shit changes. And that really kind of gives what this, what we're talking about with the speed of this band. I love this song so much. Holy shit, dude. I want to put someone in the face right now. This is a uh, run around in the pit. And Say it again. This is a uh, run around in the pit yep. song. And get all your energy out. Also, Don is singing like a, like a fucking punk singer now. Sounds so much better. Yep. Okay, and okay. I, Before we, yeah, I'm end up playing that whole fucking song. Um, I guess this album is considered, you know, part of the wave of American Thrash, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out the same year as some, uh, you know, Metallica albums, yeah. some, some Master Slayer albums. Yeah, yeah so, th- so this is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the birth of thr- not the birth, but you know, like when it the, started. The popular, yeah, when it really gained popularity. Obviously, ber- best personal favorite. Like this is one of my favorite thrash albums I think ever. Yes, uh, and I, I, I could see that. I didn't. So like I, this is the album that that was showing to me. Like, hey, you like punk? You like fast shit? Listen to this. And obviously, the vocals are way more. He's not doing any kind of cliche thrash singing or like no, there's no like there's no uh ah! like his wails have turned to screeches and they, it's just way more menacing it's way fucking crazier it's way better it, it just fits so much more with these songs yeah the the singing sounds more natural there's not there's not like any anything that sounds forced nothing um yeah. It is a nice 35 minutes. Yep. goes down smoothly. Although I question Black Prophecies if it That's needs the weakest to be. one. Yeah. It's the weakest track there for sure. Because I'm like, I don't know if this warrants the eight minutes. No. Then I listen to it again. I'm like, nah, nah, it fucking doesn't. It's like the slowest. I keep putting everything in quotes because it's not slow. It's just slowest. <laughs> uh, it's fine. But for that length, it, d- it definitely drags. Uh, I, I do appreciate how late in the album it is. It kind of gives you a, a fucking gauntlet of amazing songs and then it throws it in there. It could have just been cut. But then again, the album is already super short. Uh, I would still would have liked it a lot more without it. But Dude, so we already talked about Merciless Death. It's here again, but it's just faster, more brutal. Don sounds way better on it. Like that course where he's like, it's just, it just works <laughs> way more somehow. Uh, and then the fucking Burning of Sodom, I think is one of my favorite that thrash song, songs of all time. That song is fast, even, even for like speed, thrash metal standards. Yeah, it's, and it's fast. And I think they can go that fast because you got, you know, Hoagland this fucking holding it down. Dude, he's so just, good, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love him. so solid throughout that song. Um, I like Don's vocals on Death is Certain, Life is Not. Yep. That yep. one, they're a little meaner. They're a meaner. little meaner. So the, I think what I like about that song 
uh, is that <clears throat> it's not necessarily the 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 riffs at all. It's Hoagland's drums are the riff. The way he's doing that double pedal <laughs> in that in that verse is like the riff. That's what I remember. It's like the way he's like that's that's what sticks in my head more than anything else, uh, which is a really like a really cool thing, especially with an album this cacophonous and this fast. Like you you, you grab onto whatever you can can catch. Yes, and that song is definitely drums for me. Yeah, yeah, and because of the length, even if you miss stuff, it doesn't it's not overbearing it's just like kind of i don't i don't want to say perfect but it's just works um, yeah yeah i don't think it's a perfect album either but like man it just it just does so well for so like <laughs> like i don't know there's a way to really win me over with albums if like the first five songs i love then like I don't yeah. even give a fuck about like, the last three or the last two or whatever the how many songs are on it. Like, because I mean, even Hunger of the Undead too, which like that, like that riff, that little section toward the end, where of course I have no timestamp, I have no idea how to explain it. It's just more melodic than anything that we were expecting from the beginning of the album up to that point. So it's like a, there's just ways, ways that this thing kind of keeps it interesting, even though it's all really, really unrelenting and it's really punishing and fast and this is not for everyone this is fucking absolutely not for everyone also one thing that i that i thought was very interesting that i've not uh been able to hear that i've not heard done as well with other albums is so production here is i i can only classify it as evil sounding it's super cold mm -hmm. it's very big and echoey but i've said in the past you can find plenty of episodes of me saying you don't fucking play super fast with echoey ass production because it gets muddy and it gets, it just turns into this giant wall of noise and here it fucking works. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know why I sound like I'm full of shit and I don't know what I'm talking about, but it somehow works here for me. Against the odds. It uh, ended up being one of Mike's favorite albums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this, I, I should have said it earlier. Uh, this is the last album with Don Dottie and bassist Rob Yon. Mm -hmm. So uh, this band, this band is going through changes every, every album. Dude, a lot of lineup changes, a lot of lineup changes, which is, and again, even funnier. And it seems like, oh yeah, they were doomed to die if they're already gone through this many changes. Four albums doesn't seem so crazy now. No, yeah, it's uh, kind of a miracle. And yeah, I would say, you know, if people, you know, like the big four, you know, you like Testament, all that exodus, you know, this is, mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, has, as time goes on, has like kind of earned its place with those, with those albums. I think it's, it definitely deserves it. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, slowly but surely getting the respect it deserves. 100%. I there's this is one of the few albums that that I can still think of from my my younger years where when I hear that fucking intro to Darkness Descends, like when I hear that intro, like I want to start fucking like just breaking stuff. <laughs> there's like so few songs left that can make me feel that way and this one still does it. Uh so I I really I have fondness for this. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised. I feel I like it just as much as when I was a teen. That's, that's pretty rare. So fast. It's, so satisfying. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's a welcome surprise when you're 
like, oh, I, I haven't changed. I have not. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. But that's my best personal favorite. I believe uh, many people would agree with that. Uh, but now we are on to <sighs> something a little different. A little bit, there's oh, a, yeah. There's a gap here. Three-year gap here. Uh, yes. So we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, of course, I'm buying time because I didn't pull it up uh, because that's what I do here. This is 1989's Leave Scars. Oh, already, that was fast. This just jumps right into it. This is uh, not taking any prisoners. No. That is, uh, that is a not Don. That is a Ron, I believe. Ron Reinhardt. This song is fucking rad. So yeah, he's a little more more aggressive on the vocals. Though. Yeah, he's got he's more of a, tr- a traditional thrash yeller. There's a lot more there's a lot more dirt in his voice. Okay, yeah. This, uh, you, you get the idea. That's fuck it's fast <laughs> and angry. Yeah, this uh I I um I I almost like it was between the first album and this one, but there is some some technically impressive stuff on here, but I think overall it's just the songs are too long. The yep. guitar feels uh, I used muddy as like a positive to describe the way it sounds, but here when I say muddy, I mean like the way the sound blends over. Yeah, it mushes together. Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of upsetting after this, Yeah. I I this is boy boy. I I remember this when I was younger. And I was like, I was hesitant to even listen to it because I knew they had a different singer here. And I was such a big fan of Dawn on the last one. But I was like, fuck it. And then I listened to it. I was like, this is fucking great. Like that opening track, uh, Death of Innocence, is like, God, Jesus, this is still good. And then Never to Rise Again comes on. And his vocals in that chorus are just hilarious. It's like, yeah, it, it feels like there's some like black metal influence on the vocals there. No, I mean his singing, his Rose again. <laughs> it's like it's fucking does he, hilarious does to he me. Yarl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yarl. Dude, it's fucking it's it made me laugh <laughs> then, it makes me laugh now. It's a good song. I think it's a good song, but it's just like there, I was like, fuck, this is like goofy. Uh but aside from that, the the only other song that I really, really like is no one answers and even then i think it's too long for its own good like there's a lot of excess riffs in there that could have been used for an entire other song that's how long it is i also wrote down riff salad on that song dude riff salad death metal syndrome whatever you want to call it there's so many fucking riffs that it's like okay all right what do i okay i'll just take it then i'll just let you hit me with it but at the beginning they have these like these horror movie guitar lines that go so I, I, I want to play it because I want to, I don't know. Okay. I don't think, I, I don't believe I can explain it well enough. Um, 
I just call them horror movie guitar lines. This is no one answers. Not there. I'm not talking about there. But when it slows down. I do dig the, the ugly guitar intro. Yeah. Right here. This whole section is fucking remarkable. course in like another four bars the guitar is going to come in making it making it sicker awkwardly yeah <laughs> the song's long guys i don't want to tell you right there yeah that is the cool riff it's a great riff and then in like another few bars drums they double time they double time and like watch this absurd right because it's already this right here this is a headbanging section like so fucking hard <laughs> i love yeah. it i love it i love it so much um yeah it's and then pretty fucking awful their cover of immigrant song it's one of the worst covers i've heard <laughs> why is it on here why is it's like a minute 40 just cut it who told like, Reinhardt that he could sing dude it's fucking it's a bummer man it's also so bad also i should mention um this is the last album with jim durkin Mm -hmm. and first album with mike gonzalez so after this album there's no original members left which is pretty funny to me Um, that's another sepultura situation yeah yeah, it's so interesting, but um, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. If you're going to pay for the rights of Immigrant Song, might as well make it l- longer than a minute 40. Uh, is that how long this cover is? It's it's real short, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, before that, though, uh, I'm not going to go without talking about colorization. Oh, that. Dude, that one's, <laughs> dude, it's instrumental, but it's like, it doesn't feel like an instrumental it feels like a regular dark angel song that they just didn't tell ron they were recording like it's so long it's really hard to follow it's again another riff salad death metal syndrome kind of thing a billion jillion riffs into like a it's a riff mess it feels like a seven and a half minute riff mess it makes it hard to catch on to because there's you know nothing catchy or overt like overtly crazy i'm sure it's very like technical, I'm sure music nerds can you know pick it apart. You can but, pick uh, apart really anything, but is it is it cohesive? It doesn't. It just feels like riff here, riff here, riff here. Like just like here's a succession of a billion riffs, and we're gonna do it fast and crazy. But like that's all cool. That's fine. But like this is a long album. This is a 50 minute album with a bunch of songs that do that. And the only thing that distinguishes it is that there's no vocals. Which believe me, I don't like Ron, but. I mean, you got to do more than that. Uh, <laughs> dude, the intro to, to Older Than Time itself, tell me that doesn't sound like a rougher South of Heaven. It does. It does. Yeah. I, that's an appropriate <laughs> title for that song because it really overstays its welcome. There's a lot uh, of uh, uh, 
I think uh, unintentionally ironic song titles they have, like The Promise of Agony, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sensory Deprivation. There's like a lot of them. That's on the next album, but uh, I just threw that in there. Um, yeah, uh, I thought I thought like Worms kind of started off like it could have had like potential to be more interesting, mm-hmm. but it's like two minutes, which on an album like this is like feels like an interlude. So it's yeah, just not it's an inter- anything it's de- special. It's the yeah, it's a, it's a transition instrumental kind of thing. It's it's a little creepy. It's it's fine. Uh, I didn't mind it as much, but it's even though it's like two minutes, it's still too long for a transition. Like if you're gonna do a transition, it's gonna be forty seconds. Who am I? Who, who gives a shit what I what I think about how sure. long a transition should be? But it's like, uh, it just it also feels kind of odd. Like this is the only transition thing that they've ever done in their entire career. And it's a two minute long weird thing. It's I like it. I don't mind it at all, but it's just like sure. it's just odd. It's just very odd. Doesn't fit the what little flow is in the album, does yeah. it? Yeah. The last thing I'll I'll say because I keep shitting on this album. Uh Ron's vocals in the title track are a fucking joke, man. I, I hate that <laughs> style so much. I just can't. I just that at that point I was like, this song is just the longest song ever written. Like I can't, I can't take it. That's that that really um he's gonna do it more later, but it's like metal vibrato. <laughs> it's like it's not really melodic because the music isn't melodic. The music is just brutal. It's brutal and angry and fast. It's not. There's no. He's like picking notes and throwing them in there with a stupid, annoying vibrato and a, and a little bit of rasp. It's like fucking. It's just cringy to me. I hate it. Sorry, also, but whatever. Also, I like how by process of elimination we're gonna fight, but uh, we're gonna fight so hard, dude. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's more obvious. I'm there's all sorts of ironies. I'm I'm setting myself up for, but he kind of does, and it happens more on the next album. But he does it on this one too, where it's like the the like generic thrash metal vocalist thing where like oh you know i'm trying to i'm trying to speak these truths but they can't really find like the harmony so it comes across like this talky singing of just like jamming words in really fast over uh, mm-hmm. i'm not sure i'm not sure i understand exactly what you're saying do you have do you have a like an example uh, then the next album has I'll, more of that. Uh, yeah, but okay. um, yeah. So I'll I should have time to stamped it, but we'll we'll throw it on and maybe it'll come up. Maybe it gotcha. Won't, but. Uh, so like I I do think this is it would be legit badass in bite sized chunks. Like you pick apart sections, and there is like a lot of good on here. I get like the first three tracks, I'm still on board. Uh, but it is. Boy, oh boy, it's 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 unrelenting. I think is a word I've used before in this episode, and I will use again. But we are here, Alex. We have yes. arrived to the last album. I wonder what's gonna fucking happen. Okay, <laughs> boy, oh boy, let me pull this shit up. God damn it! It's it's funny in a beefy discography. There's like some room to throw curveballs. There really is. Who'd have thought? That's how. The, that's how opinions work. You never know when you're just gonna end a friendship with someone. It's fucking wonderful. But here we are. This is the last album. This is 1991's "Time Does Not Heal."
I will give you, this is a fucking amazing intro. This, to me, is the best they've ever sounded. This is incredible. I'll give you that. This is incredible. And I think uh, that has to do with bringing on a uh, Mr. Terry Date as producer. Uh, Mr. Terry Date, Mr. Pantera, Mr. Soundgarden, Mr. Everybody Good. Screaming Trees, White Zombie, Deftones. Even a Limp Bizkit album here and there. Goodness. Now I'm sold, Alex. This is really rad. This is like this reminds ah. me of de- like a like a legitimate hard death clock. What's melodic yes. a little bit, but it's just fucking more brutal. Yes, and uh, every song is long on this album. Every song. Sure is. Sure is. God damn those drums. And let me just start off by saying, even though this was the only album I heard, I have, like, no nostalgia to this album. It was just mm. an album I heard. I didn't really have any friends. Mm-hmm. It's just an album I stumbled across and right. didn't really listen to, so. So, what I like here, it's already gone through, like, two songs, but it's still the same song. No vocals. It's already done a lot of things. It's... That's how beefy this shit is. There's a million riffs, but it, it, it's already more coherent than the last album. Yeah, this is the uh, Lawrence of Arabia of thrash metal. Um, it probably doesn't need to be this long, but also, oh, whatever. Yeah, I wanted to let the vocals come in, but they take literally like two two minutes forty for the vocals to come in. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be here for two more hours. There it is. Kind of like it's copying Metallica a little, with the whole styling. The stylings, but Metallica was a melodic band. That's the difference. Yes. That's my that's my problem, and why it's my worst and least favorite. And it's my best personal favorite. I I need to understand, Alex. You need to fucking convince me because I hate this album. <laughs> I feel like everything the previous album was trying to do, this album does successfully. And yeah, I I don't think it's perfect. I got I got fatigued. Yeah, it's a, it's a but, lengthy album. It's longer than the last one by a lot. But it was like the first time I was like enjoying the riffs. Not that like the playing was bad or anything before, but like moments were like, ooh, I want to rewind that and like, mm-hmm. like it's it similar just, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So these are, you know, what I just said for the previous album, I'm sure is how you feel about this album. Maybe you know, they throw so much at you. It's, it's hard to latch on. I, I get it, but yeah, it, I think it's easier. To, it's I think it's significantly easier to follow than the last one. It's just more though. It's just, it's just more. I think it's, here's the thing. 
There, I, I don't know if the thing on Wikipedia is true. There, like, there's a apparently when it was released, the sticker. Oh, the 246 riffs. It, on, on the when it was released, there was, apparently there's a sticker on the record. It says nine songs, 67 minutes, 246 riffs. Like as though, eh? Uh, by the record, eh? Where I'm like, yeah. no, no. Oh my god, that's so many riffs. Oh my goodness. But like. I like riffs, dude, but like that is the definition of too many riffs. That's a fucking lot of riffs. I'm spinning with my uh, laptop. It's also very interesting how it it feels like um like a precursor to the Hoagland error death albums. Um not as you know polished or as amazing as right as those albums but it definitely for a guy who you know isn't writing the guitar it it's very interesting how i think there there's similarities there mm-hmm. um yeah like i think pain's uh the second track pain uh pain's invention madness that sounds weird to me i don't like it um yeah it's, it's a phrase <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah like i just i i feel like there's some like enjoyable riffs on there it's not like pure ugliness where like yeah uh darkness descends this is ugly like the best best kind of ugly yeah and there's some there's some not pretty they never go pretty but there is some some solo riffs here and and also that solo was like five and a half minutes in the the solos on here are the best solos they've ever done for sure yeah, I think it's, you know, their their best playing ability sound it sounds the best. Um the act of contrition's probably the weakest track on here, but I don't um, mind it. I don't mind it so much. So that like thrashy talking vocals I was talking about, okay. you get that on New Priesthood if you want to throw that New on. I think the music is is great on there but uh the the vocals kind of ruin it a little all right let's let's put in a little bit of new breeze to ruin here here we go we can keep it at a, a minimal volume and kind of kind of talk point, over point it. it out as it comes on uh that's the thing, like, I do like a lot of sections in this song. There's just a lot of songs. This is, you know, obviously every song is, like, seven plus minutes. Uh, so, like, the slower sections in this song was, like, fucking, like, yes, I get it. I definitely get this. Just, fuck the rest, man. I can't excuse these vocals. I'm sorry. I just can't. I hate these vocals. This part. It's probably not the best. It's probably not the best example, but it's just like, because it's going so fast. So uh-huh. I'm going to talk about your reality, something, something, sanity. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's just, I don't well, know. It's a little corny. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> the, the, so 
I'm talking about like the all of the many problems I have with this. But the thing is, none of them I would forgive this entire fucking album in a heartbeat if it wasn't for Ron really, Ron. really uh. leaning into that. He really, really leans in every song. I think he decimates every song. I think he ruins anything I like on here. Utterly and completely. Like, Interesting. There's so much that I thought I was enjoying. And then like uh, a subtle induction. I was like, this is fucking really cool. And then Ron comes in like, I, I hate him. I, I like the song. I do. I really do. And I hate, but I hate him so much. Fuck that dude so much. <laughs> Very nice. I, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't call him, you know, like a good vocalist, but I never like it's not his, he, keep, going, keep going. Yeah, he never like grinded like he mm. never like grinded my gears that way. So it's uh, I wasn't expecting to hear that. That's uh, very I'm so here's the thing. And this is a, this is very interesting to me. Like it's like I, I, I don't I find him to be so grading like one of the it's not that he's a bad he's not a bad singer it's just that style that really like i'm gonna fucking do that longer at the end of every phrase that it's like a semi-yarl and there's always vibrato and it's like unnecessary with a band like this in my opinion and like so here's a i got a timestamp. i'll pull it up it's from the song sensory deprivation i think it's a good example of of just like of what i hate about his voice so much uh let me pull it up right here it's about a minute 20 in and here we go this is sensory deprivation so so the reason i hate it alex the reason i hate this Oh my god, I hate this so much. The, the reason I hate it is because he's singing notes. He's not just yarling into the into yeah. the into the atmosphere or whatever. He's hitting notes that make zero sense with the song. He's just making up. <laughs> it's like it just doesn't fucking make any musical sense, and it hurts my brain. It hurts my small brain. Like I, I, it just fucking. Man, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I, I'm really <laughs> impressed that you don't mind it. And it, it makes me think like, oh, plenty of people will enjoy this then because there's a lot to be had here. But, oh, boy. Yeah, I think also I've this seen so many like generic thrash L.A. bands, um, you know, due to a, uh, a personal friend of ours playing in a thrash L.A. band. Uh-huh. Going to going to hawk shows and then seeing a hundred bands that sound like this. It's just like Yeah. I kinda <laughs> I kinda feel like it's part of the, the genre's DNA a little bit. Not that it's excusable, but with the vocals? Yeah. I disagree I've, because like, well, so I know what you're talking about. Like you're talking about the, the retro thrash revival thing in like, you know, twenty tens, you know, twenty like two thousand five to 2015 kind of time period, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I knew a lot of those bands too. And I, you know, I I've definitely saw a lot of them live. And there were some cool ones. There was definitely some some cool ones, but like a lot of them sounded really influenced by like the earlier thrash, like the Exodus stuff and the stuff that I was mocking, not mocking. Well, the stuff I was kind of mocking with the first album. Uh, and I will give you that bad vocals were like, 
a staple. Like they all had oh, bad yeah. vocalists. Like it was almost part of the job to be like, no, you got to shitty up those vocals a little bit, buddy. It's like there, I don't know what constitutes good thrash vocals. I love Tom Araya's voice. I love James Hetfield's voice in those early albums. People shit all over Dave Mustaine, but I don't think he was bad. I just think he has an odd voice. Uh, and then you also get the the I'm just naming the big four the Joey Belladonna who's just full on singing and I don't I don't like that style he's not, he's a great singer but I don't like that style so it's like it's kind of just we gonna take your fucking pick really it, it it's kind of interesting it's like musically the genre can agree like the guitars and drums it's like it all agrees on very similar yeah. things yeah but when it comes to the vocalists there sure. are yeah, it's just this weird, weird hodgepodge of things. That's another thing, um, too, with like with because uh, you say like, the, you know, all the instruments agree. And that's kind of what, what tricked me with this band. It's like when I think of thrash bands like this, like really aggressive, fast ones like like Sadis uh, is another one, which is another tie in with death. Uh, the bass player, DiGiorgio, I forgot his first name. Fuck. Crazy bassist. He was play, he played in oh, death. That guy. Sadis is his good. Yeah. Sadis is his his other band. Um yeah, it's like really super aggressive, really ugly, really brutal bands. They always had fucking growlers or shouters, like like uh, like rugged vocalists. Not the, the like this guy who's kind of dipping his toe into anthrax territory, but he still wants to be heavy. It's like this guy, this singer, Ron, Ron on this album reminds me of the singer for Control Denied. You know Chuck's band oh, after yeah. death. Uh, no. Except that, guy, that that guy was still better. Like he still sung that notes that made sense. This, these notes don't make sense, man. I sound like a fucking grandpa. <laughs> Interesting. Um, getting back to this album, yeah. There are two songs that are exercises in excess, which sounds like a Death Angel song. Uh, yeah. Or dark. dark sorry, Angel. I keep Ooh, saying. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I know. That's two, buddy. Hey, that's two. We have to I cover know. Death Angel now. I don't like Death Angel, I, by the way. I already said at the beginning, but they're a band that I, I had problems with for sure. Vocally, too. I, Vocally. Vocals in, yeah. in Death Angel is what I didn't like the most. But go on. But I, I like these songs, but they are fucking excessive, and I would never make anybody listen to them. Talking about psychosexuality. Oh. And an ancient, inherent shame. Yeah. <sighs> I can't defend those songs, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Please um, try. Yeah, I just fucking like, I just think they're super interesting. They're, they're way too long. They're they're but, up there, dude. They yeah. Fucking, I, I know uh, psychosexuality is like nine. No, it's, yeah. I, psychosexuality is nine. And then it, uh, the, the inherited shame is nine plus like nine fifteen. Yeah, um, and they're back to back. Like, they are. They really are. That's, that's kind of why I'm lumping them together too. Yeah, but yeah. um, eighteen minute gauntlet, really. Yeah, I will. I was gonna say, like, I think this kind of shows how much they've improved, but then it's kind of like it's a whole new band. Yeah, it really is. Um, and then, if it ended on trauma and catharsis, mm -hmm. I would maybe not a perfect album but a four and a half star if uh, it ended there, if it right. ended there, because that feels like the perfect length. Um, not that yeah. the other two songs are bad, no. but after, after trauma and catharsis, 
it's uh i'm like that's that would be a perf like perfect one to end on yeah because at that point it would have been a long album but not a 67 minute album uh. yeah so um also i dislike that that song there there were instances in other songs where they kind of like dabbled their toes in uh some like middle eastern sounding yeah psychosexuality sounds pretty egyptian sounding uh. yeah and then yeah and trauma is like the most full full-blown egyptian mm-hmm. sounding song so yeah it's like around around the halfway point it was like this is so long and i have i've run out of unique thoughts about this album because they all feel it's, it, it's really hard to break down yeah it's like i had this issue with uh emperor emperor's last album and like or the last the last two albums where it was like you can like swap which songs were on each side and i would feel the same like like i could i'll probably like the first half more because i'm not exhausted yet this is this is absolutely exhausting it's just mm, man but don't don't you like death heaven i do like <laughs> death heaven I think i'm just i'm just stirring the pot i, I know i know this is the thing. and here's why like i always have a fucking I always got an argument, dude. I always got an argument to back up anything I fucking say. I don't you, you try me, dude. Uh, Death. The reason why I like Death Heaven so much is because they 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 do the opposite. They don't do a a bunch of riffs in one song. They do one or like five super long riffs, like one riff that that's really long that repeats a couple times, but it repeating two times takes five minutes. That's like, it's a different thing. It could yes. it's not your thing, but it's just a thing that that resonates with me a lot more than like you know 50 riffs within five minutes it's the uh i always forget how to say his last name um al from oh cisneros cisneros yeah it's the al cisneros theory where like if you got a good riff just ride that motherfucker out (laughs) until the wheels fucking fly off and hit someone in the face and wake them up because they're asleep at the show sorry but like man they are that is those are some long it's so songs it's because it's so weird how like sleep is harder to watch than ohm like i'll watch ohm for like the the sto- like the one stoner metal fan who's listening to it like mm. i'll watch ohm a hundred <laughs> times live sleep i gotta like mentally prepare for it yeah uh what do you what, i never i never listened to electric wizard what do you what do you what's your thoughts on them What's the oh, Alex I love, consensus? I, I love them. Um, I kind of neglect them here and there, but so I guess I don't love them, but uh, I think they're rad. I got a few of their albums, but That's they're int- good. I think they also have a lot of albums. That's too. that doesn't sound that sounds pretty from, yeah, that seems sounds about right. Uh, I was listening to this podcast called Come Town. Anybody who knows Come Town, probably my <laughs> friend. I don't recommend anybody who's. Who, anybody who doesn't know who, what Come Town is, don't fucking go in blind. You're going to get upset. Uh, they're really, really, really gnarly comedians. And uh, I, I, on one episode, like I, I'm a new listener, and he just starts putting on Electric Wizard in the background and like riffing off of like interrupting the conversation with Electric Wizard. I was like, what the fuck? These guys like good music? And then they start talking about stoner metal. And they're like, oh, and then they start talking about sleep. I was like, fuck, these guys are badass. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. crap. But nice. yeah. Do not judge a person's character on if they listen to Come Down. You will not like them, I bet. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, it made me curious because I never got around to them. Uh, completely uh, different band than than Dark Angel, but still, hey, it man, is. Uh, we all like metal here. 
a band that worships at the altar of Black Sabbath on every single episode, uh, every single album. And if you're a fan of it, you're a fan of it. It's hence the name of the band, literally named after two Black Sabbath um, songs. Uh, yeah. Um, getting back to this band, they would uh, break up shortly. Was and it right? Like right after the album released? Uh, ni- uh, 92. Okay. 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 So yeah, like a year after, um, Hoagland said, you know, it's mutual. They were kind of on the same page about going their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And then they reunited in O2, um, but without basis. Is it Mike Gonzalez? They didn't have him. And then it's kind of confusing the way it's worded on Wikipedia, but it seems like they made some sporadic appearances in like 2014, 2016. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some some shows were canceled. And uh, but they still talk. They're still friends. I think it's just kind of like trying to get Hoagland. And they all kind of live in separate places. So everything um, is about getting Hoagland. Like he's he's like yeah. the the prize bull there. Is that but, a phrase? Uh, uh. They hope to put out a new album by this year, and maybe quarantine will have allowed them that time in the studio. Right? Really? When did they when did they say that? So uh, let me pull it up. So, you know, maybe we'll see you guys on a Loose Ends episode. Uh, on Ted Aguilera's Alive and Screaming Internet show in August 2020, Hoagland oh. the band was still attempting to write the new album. Oh, shit. So it's not out of the... It's not impossible. It's very, very plausible that it could happen. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. It's neat. And, uh... Yeah, I would think, you know, not touring may, there may be some silver lining with these uh, fucking god-awful times and year that uh, yeah, we might end up doing a Loose Ends uh, Dark Angel episode. So I was not expecting that, but I am, um, I'm for it. I'm for it. But so that's- am I, because it means we get... Uh, an easy week. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! These loose ends episodes <laughs> fucking save our ass, man. We we need to have time. You never know. Like this was, I thought this was gonna be like an, a simple four album discography, but it fucking it's, it's oh, snuck no, up on me, man. Yeah, the last album alone. I mean, if we just listen to the last, um, time does not heal. That is, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's hefty, hefty. But let's recap, Alex. So, worst, least favorite, we have arrived. <laughs> best personal favorite, time does not heal. Nice and snappy for me. Best personal favorite, Darkness Descends. Still love after all these years. Worst, least favorite, time does not heal. Just, just, uh, who do you like more? All right. You like Alex more? You, you go with that one. You like me more? You fucking skip it. All right. That's just the way it is. But thank you so much for listening and watching, everybody. And uh, if you want to help and support us, please subscribe on, uh, you, I was going to say Apple first, whatever, youtube.com slash every album ever. And I rate, review, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, give us a five-star rating, leave a little review. Even if it's bad, don't leave a bad one. Actually, I don't even care, really. If you're just engaging, that's neat. Um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at PanderMonkey and Alex at Mother Puncture. 
Spotify playlist on Dark Angel. You'll find a playlist in the description. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> description. Spotify playlist. We got them all for every other episode, everyalbumever.com, you know, whatever, 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 patreon.com slash everyalbumever for bonus episodes, 20% off all merge. You can jump the line if you want to suggest an artist for us. Uh, God damn, it's just, a, it's daunting, man. So many like, so many like, uh, like if we would just tackle one genre for the rest of the podcast, it would be so easy. <laughs> We're like, I guess we got to do fucking Steely Dan at some point. Like, I don't want to do that, but people like want to fucking hear that for some reason. <laughs> My God. But Our you know, friend Hillary he, wants to hear that. So, uh, oh boy. And Maybe. just a little, little like fan in the flames. I've been dipping my toes in and uh I I would be excited to talk about it. Really? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. You just fucking tease some dark shit, dude. You just tease some <laughs> dark shit. <laughs> uh but we'll get to it. I'm sure we will sooner rather than later. Uh I think that is it for plugs. So uh who's getting last song? I feel like we're pretty s- split 50 50 here but i will let you have it and uh (sighs) yes if i'm getting last song you know damn well which album it's going to be from yes i didn't also i think uh even though i didn't give it any accolades i think darkness descends is please go check that out people it is a important thrash album i think and on that note i think i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go with you know what fuck it the burning of Sodom. I think I have to go with that one. Nice. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya.
Let's go! 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 Let's go!